Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Monday afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty and Kelly Sander with a Monday edition of the Eagle Hour. Dalton Stanford Esquire with us here as well. We're in the First Bank studio in Hattiesburg. Luke out again this week. Uh, so, Kelly, welcome to the show all week long. Thank you. I actually was on campus this morning at Southern Miss, Bob. Uh, Coach Larry, Jay Larry Ladner, Jay Ladner, um, had one of his uh, basketball camps this morning. I mean, Reed Green was hopping with youngsters from 8 to 15 years old. There, there must, have been, must have been 150 kids out there. It was pretty cool. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. There seems, yeah. seems to be some genuine enthusiasm around the, uh, the basketball program again. And of course, it always starts with the youngsters. You know, if you get the youngsters involved and, and make them fans early, then there's a better chance, you know, they're going to get the folks to come to the game or, you know, whoever uh, brings them to games. So, yeah, it seems to be, again, genuine enthusiasm uh, surrounding the basketball program again. Well, good. That's always, of course, good to hear. All right, great show lined up for you today. Akeem Davis, who's the new defensive back coach for the uh, – Football program is going to be on the show, former Washington Redskin, by the way. And uh, we're going to be talking to him about football as well as an upcoming camp uh, that Akeem is uh, very instrumental in. Also, a little later in the show, Kelly and I are going to have this discussion. Has the door been opened for Southern Miss to move to the American Athletic Conference? Here we go. Here we go. We'll talk about that later in the program. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, our good buddies right across from the Turtle Creek Mall. They cook fresh meat every day in their store. They'll cater any event for you, large or small. The food's always delicious. Great sides, free ice cream. (sighs) Is there a reason not to go to Dickie's? And it's in America. And it's in America. (laughs) Where else can you eat barbecued ribs and free ice cream? I mean, come on, Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We're happy to have them as a part of the Eagle Hour. All right, our first guest is a former member of the Washington Redskins, also played for the New Orleans Saints, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Indianapolis Colts. But his latest assignment is he is the defensive cornerback coach for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. We're going to be talking to him about an upcoming camp. But first, I want to talk a little football with Akeem Davis. And Akeem, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Hey, how you doing, Doc? Good to see you. Good to be here, man. Always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. But before you get into the, the meat of this discussion, right, as we're right, sponsored right. by Dickies, the meat of the discussion, you yeah, like that? No pun intended. Akeem, I want to ask you, what, what misdemeanors did you commit that would that would force you to have to play for the Washington Redskins? Oh, listen to <laughs> it. Hey, okay. listen, listen. No harm, no foul, man. I plead the Fifth Amendment on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Most storied franchise in the history of the NFL. Wouldn't you agree with that, Akeem? No, sir. I got to get you off the ball. I, I, I love Washington. I got to get you off of him. I don't think that's going to happen. He's uh, he he bleeds that red skin. Uh, is it maroon and gold? Maroon and gold. Okay, burgundy and gold. Gotcha. To be more That's right. All right, Akeem. So uh, glad, glad to have you back on the show, man. Let's first of all talk about your new gig 
on the Southern Miss coaching staff. Tell us how all this came to be. Oh, well, obviously, you know, I Jay Hobson, I played for him. He was my defensive coordinator at the University of Memphis. Um, phenomenal man, phenomenal coach. He's, he's a life coach before he's a football coach. He's a darn good at both, and he told me whenever I was done playing ball, you know, we had a we had a we sat down and we had a conversation at um at a taco shop one day and he said whenever I was done playing ball to call him and so I I called him man. I, I said, Well coach, I need some advice. I think I'm at the end of this NFL deal, but I don't know. I'm not sure. And he said, um, well Akeem, if 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 you need a job, I'll hire you, you know, and I and and he said you come be a graduate assistant for me. And um, I said, "Well, yeah, coach. I, I come be a, I come be a GA and and, and earn my keep." And man, it, it just worked out from there. Um, I, I love working with my with the coaching staff. He's got a, 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 a tremendous roster of coaches that I learn from and that I soak in a tremendous amount of knowledge from. But also the way he's built that program, you know, from the from the ground up is is is, is something to see. And I've been around. Championship coaches Pete Carroll, Sean Payton, um, Chuck Chuck Pagano. Like I, I've, I've been around and got a chance to watch all of those coaches how they build their programs and see it firsthand. And and this one is second to none. And I'm not just saying it because I, I obviously worked there, but just to see the the grind that he put in and the love that he had for not only the players but the coaches and his love for the University of Southern Miss. Now he's a Hattiesburg, Mississippi guy through and through. And um, I, I, it's, it's an honor to just to be able to, to to hitch my little old wagon on his, man, and, and, and be able to learn. And so I look forward to going to work every single day. And, and I, I think it's my ministry. You know, I love building and developing young men, and I just get a chance to do it through the game of football. And, and so and that's, I look forward to coming to work every day. You know, that's, that's, that's why. Interesting to me that of those pro coaches you just mentioned, none of them coached the Washington Redskins. Come on, man. <laughs> no, and listen, Jay Gruden, Jay Gruden is where, and in and, and two or three years, he'll be a championship quarterback. He'll be a Super Bowl did you, did you hear that, Kelly? Yeah. Two or three years, Akeem's predicting a Super Bowl for the Yeah, but, but with all due respect to Akeem, haven't Redskin fans been saying that for the past two to three years and two to three years? Well, and two yeah, to three but we've years. got three now. We do have three. <laughs> all right, Akeem, so what are you going to bring to these young men at Southern Miss? What would be the number one thing you want to teach these kids that you're going to be under your tutelage? You know, I just like to teach them that Christ is the reason that we live. And once you figure that out, I think that's the secret. Like, once you can figure that out, everything else falls in line. And just like I teach the eight, with the seven to 12-year-olds at this football camp that I do, man, and it's funny because these principles that I teach to these kids, they are the same principles that I teach in my room and on this team. And they, they, they universal. They universal. Uh, uni- they universal. They transcend um, character, leadership, discipline, follow-through, and grit all under the umbrella of faith because that's the primary motivator. And so if you can have impeccable character, you need to because that's, you know, that, that's, that's, that's more valuable than silver and gold. Um, always be a leader. Leadership is influence, man. And whether you influence in a positive or a negative way, you influence somebody and therefore you're a leader. And, and so we try to get them to stay positive all the time. Discipline is just the mortar that holds everything together. Without discipline, it's going to fall apart. The toughest sale you know, that the toughest sale you have, though, Akeem Davis, is you, you tell these kids that, 
But unfortunately, and I capitalize that and underline it, unfortunately, what they see in today's society is not very Christ-like. That's right. That's right. And that's why our job as football coaches and as young men, old men, men in the community, because it starts with the band. I think it starts with the man. And if they can see a man, a picture's worth a thousand words. And if they see more men out there that's, 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 that's practicing, not only preaching, then I, I, you may have a hard time winning them because, like you said, they're surrounded by so much social media, so many things that's unchristlike. I mean, they are bombarded. And in and it's, and the world these days is so chaotic, man. And But I do believe that if they can see it and see a picture of it, then, you know, they'll slowly begin, that seed will slowly begin to germinate. And it'll take root in their heart, man. And I, and I think you'll have a, have, have a good man because of it. I really do believe it. Do you, are athletes these days becoming softer, Akeem, than, than maybe 10 or 15 uh, years ago? I don't think it's the athletes. I think it's the landscape. I think it's the, the, the actual rules and the actual sport. Um, I think it's because, you know, us, you know, I, that wasn't a summer that I wasn't outside running around with my cousins playing football or going fishing or, or you know, we had to get out of the house and we had to find something to do that was outside. Well, like I say, the landscape and the culture is different. And so you got a cell phone and you got a tablet and, and you stay on that thing for five or six hours, man. And, and obviously you become softer, you know, when, when you get out there in the heat, you, you don't want to stay out there as long because of, of the environment we in. And so, and you know, I, I think it's extremely, extremely important for kids to, well, parents to, to push their kids out and to, you know, get them more involved. And I think, I think it starts in the house, man. If we do it right in the house, then we'll do it right in the community. Then the state will get it right. Then the, the nation will get it right. And then the world will get it right. But it starts in the house. And who's the leader of the house? The man. And so I, I, I put out of the... I put all the weight on us, man, because we can handle it. And if we get it right, I think it'll all fall into place. Well, my dad must have been on the cutting edge because he had a curfew in the Sander household. We were not allowed in the house until 10 o'clock at night. There you go. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. And you know what? It's, it's a merit to that because now you got to go out and you got to find something to do, man. And you got to get involved. And, and that's, it's, 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 it's merit to it. All right, Akeem, hang on. We're going to talk to you about your football camp. We're talking to Akeem Davis, uh, defensive back coach for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, former NFL football player, and just a really good guy. We'll continue our conversation with Akeem right after this. Southern Miss to the top. 
Welcome back to the First Bike Studio in Hattiesburg. Bob, Kelly, and Dalton with the Monday edition of the Eagle Hour. We're visiting with Akeem Davis, a defensive back coach for Southern Miss, former NFL football player himself. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart, campusbookmart.net, on Hardy Street across from the Southern Miss campus. You know them. Got the biggest selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere on the planet. If you're listening around uh, Mississippi and can't get to the Berg, all you have to do is go to campusbookmart.net. Uh, you can order whatever you want, and they'll deliver it right to your front door. On the planet, huh? On the planet. And you saw, I don't know if you saw the news breaking today, and I'm being serious when I say this, they're now saying that they have, there's signs of life on Mars. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Like a reflection or, or something. So the campus bookmark uh, people are plotting as we speak to open to, a... To overtake <laughs> Mars, there's no question. Put a store up there. We're talking to Akeem Davis, who I think is in Laurel this afternoon. Akeem, uh, the, one of the new members of the Southern Miss football staff, former NFL player and Memphis Tiger himself. All right, Akeem, before we get back to football, talk a little bit about this camp. I know it's important to you. I know you do a lot of good with it. Uh, let our listeners know about your upcoming football camp. Well, as I alluded earlier, man, we this football camp was a vision of mine, and the reason it started was because I remember when I was a little old boy, I was about six years old, well, about, about eight years old, and I remember, you know, whenever Steve McNair came down to Laurel, you know, and he threw around with me, and I asked him, how do I throw a football? He told me, and he put his hand on my hand, and he showed me how to, and I'll never forget that moment, and so I wanted to kind of try to see you know, had, had a vision since the Lord blessed me to play in the league. My vision was to bring, do the same things, bring it back home, and hopefully, you know, we could reach one or two guys and have them come back and do the same thing. And so we built this camp on, and, and secondly, this camp would not be done without the help of the law community. They always step up big time and, and support whatever we have going at the AD 47 Football Leadership Academy. And I just want to tip my hat to those guys, the S. Mueller Company, um, the first state, the, the, the first bank in law, um, Piglet stores, Piglet Wigs, all those guys, they step up big time and they, they really, they really step up to the plate and knock this thing out of the park every year. But the camp is built on five pillars, character, leadership, discipline, follow through and grit. And, like you guys know, like we talked about earlier, if you ask the kid what he want to be, he'd probably say LeBron James or Alvin Kamara, opposed to the president of the United States or a fireman. And so, to me, football is just the honey that attracts the bees. And so, when we get them here, they all want to learn about ball. Well, we give them life lessons. We give them character. We give them leadership. We give them the details that they're going to need to, 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 to get better in life, not only on the field, but off the field. And so we put them through drills that mimic a situation to where they have to exemplify great character. You know, uh, uh, a drill that, that, that mimics a situation to where they have to uh, exemplify, you know, discipline. Are, are you touching the line? Are you running to the line? Or are you running through the line? Because if you're just running to the line, then you're wasting your time. You're not putting yourself in the best possible position to be successful. And the ages of 7 to 12, I feel like that those are the ages that these kids are most pliable. They're most moldable. I mean, you can shape them. You, they're sponges. They soak everything up. And they see a lot better than they hear at these ages. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can show them a great example, I think they'll, they'll, they'll absorb it and they'll go out and they'll, they'll get it done. Also, our coaches are important. You know, we have our roster coaches. You know, you got Keon Howard. You got Omar Bayless. You got um, 
the carriers keys, just a roster of coaches that are playing Division One football right now that are exemplifying these characters, you know, that that, that I'm counting on to come back and do the same thing once they play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I say, it's a vi- it was a vision of mine. Um, like I, we are making sure we, we teach them about the game of life because like Coach Hop always say and what he's always taught me, nothing teach you about the game of life than the game of football. You know, adversity is going to strike. And how you respond to that adversity is going to determine how far you get and how far you get ahead because, right. like, it's going to hit all of us. Adversity is coming. You know, you blow your knee out, you lose your mother to counsel, you know, you have a season in the end. Like, it's coming. And so how are you going to respond to that when it comes? Like me, I've been signed by seven teams in the NFL, but I've also been cut by seven teams in the NFL. But how do you view that? Is it a learning situation? Or is it a woe is me situation? Right. And we're trying to get these young men to not only excel, but don't feel sorry for yourself. Dust yourself up, get back off. And it's okay to do the right thing. You know, doing the right thing is cool. It's popular. You know, it's, you know, good, you know, guys, nice guys don't finish last. You know, guys that do the hardest work, those are the guys that win. And so that's what we're trying to accomplish. And I got a, 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 a roster of young men that's helping me out with these kids that not only talk it, but they live it. And um, I'm, ex- I'm just excited about the future. I'm ex- I'm, I'm, I really am. You know, some of the kids that have come through this camp, like I said, we've, this is the fifth year we've done it. You got starting quarterbacks for local high school teams. You know, you got starting running backs for local high school teams. And they just world-class young men. And, and I'm looking forward to watching how those guys grow and develop as they go ahead because they're going to play college ball. And so that's, these are some of the things that we, we're beginning to see, you know, some of the fruit that's coming off of that tree. And, you know, they're not good because they came through the, through the academy, but they, they, they're good because they're young men and they possess these characteristics and these mm-hmm. qualities that we're trying to teach. Right. And so um, well, and how, nutshell, how, man, how and when it. can people find out about the camp again? And so my Facebook fan page, you can just go to Facebook and search Akeem Davis. And when you click on Akeem Davis, you're going to get bombarded with camp information. Okay. Um, you, you stroll down my timeline and, and you, you, you know, right now the camp is, 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 is filled to capacity. You know, we've all, we always do 100 kids and 100 kids is filled up in the first three hours. Really? However, if you're listening and, you want to get your kid involved. Everybody that signed up don't show up, and everybody that signed up don't show up on time. And so if you can get there at 8 o'clock, we start. Registration is from 7 to 8. And if those who signed up hadn't showed up by 8 o'clock, we'll register up right there at the registration table at Laura High School, and we'll push you through. And um, there you go. That's okay. the opportunity for you. Now, I do understand. But, um, I do understand why you're called AD, but they used to call Adelius Thomas AD as well. So, who, all day, baby. Who got it first? <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, AD Adelius Thomason got it first. But AD is just all day, man. You're gonna get what you get twenty four hours a day, oh, seven days a week. I got it. So that's and, and Adrian Peterson. I mean. He he had AD as well, and so I mean it's it's, it's a pretty good night. It's, it's pretty good. 
All right, now, Akeem, I know you're a man that's, that's been around the league. You, you know the game of football really well. What advice do you have for my buddy here who is a Cincinnati Bengal fan? Besides therapy, I've tried that. <laughs> wow. I, you know something? That's a bull. I don't, I don't – I, I, Yeah, run that through your camp. <laughs> I, I don't think my camp would be able to help that one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm think kidding. so either. No, I don't I'm think – we, we wait I'm in prayerful hope, you know. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, now, Akeem, how good are we going to – how good is this Golden Eagle defense going to be this fall? You know something? We got a chance. You know, potential just mean you ain't done it yet. And um, we got to go do it, man. We got to go do it. We can go do it. We got a chance to go do it, but – we got we got to get it done. Injur- injuries are such a big piece of this puzzle, though, that you yeah. just never know yeah. about. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Injuries is a huge piece. You know, how quick can you develop your young talent is a huge piece. Um, we got the pieces though, and like I say, I love our leadership and the direction it's going in, and um, we got a chance, man. We got a chance to be special. Well, on paper, Akeem, is it fair to say on paper? that the defense should be the strength of the Southern Miss football team this fall? Uh, should be. Should mm-hmm. be, yeah. That's, that's, that's fair to say. But like you say, that's why you play the game, man. That's why you put the work in because paper is paper. Mm-hmm. And, and we can't. I mean, we, we, we got to go put the work in, and, and we will put the work in. And, you know, we're going to do our due diligence to make sure that – we do everything we need to do to put the Southern Miss Golden Eagles in the best possible position to win the championship. Something tells me that the kids time. that play for you are going to work. They're going to work. Sir? I said something tells me that the kids that are going to be playing under you are definitely going to work. Well, that's the expectation and that's the standard. <laughs> and um, that's 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 you I mean that's that's just what it is. I right. mean, I, I I don't know no other way to say it. Yeah, I understand. And, um, well, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm motivate them. I'm going to hold them accountable. And, um, you know, hopefully they respond. And, and usually, even coaching Little League Baseball, when I begin a practice, I'll say, this is what I expect of you for the next two hours. The kids, the kids get it. The people who don't get it are their parents sitting right. in the well, stands. Well, unfortunately, Keem yeah. doesn't have to deal with that much. Right. But, hey, man, thanks. Any time you're welcome on this show, we're really glad to have you on the Southern Miss football staff. And uh, we appreciate all that you do, Akeem. Hey, I appreciate you guys, man. Have me anytime. All right. Akeem Davis, everybody, former NFL star and now a member of the Southern Miss football staff. All right. When we come back, Kelly has the keys that will get Southern Miss in the American Athletic Conference. Don't miss it. To the, top. to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
And welcome back, everybody. Glad you're with us this afternoon from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. That's where we'll be broadcasting the Eagle Hour all week long, and we appreciate you joining us each and every day. This segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, our good friends right across the street from The Rock. Great plate lunches five days a week. Great sandwiches uh, in the afternoons, in the evenings, uh, pool tables, all sorts of activity. Great Southern Miss memorabilia. Uh, and, Kelly, how much is that lunch? Eight ninety-five, as a matter of fact, and that includes your drink. Yeah, you have a favorite. Favorite? I like the, I like the pork chops on Thursday. Yeah, it's usually. good every day. Though. Oh yeah, catfish on Fridays. Good thick cuts of pork chops. Yeah. Too. So we want to thank the good guys down at Four Street Bar and Grill. It's a great atmosphere and a really really good food. Uh, the next time you're in the area, we would uh, strongly suggest that. Or your pregame. Anytime you're pregame. No, that'd be a great idea. Southern for, and, and you walk to the game. Right, that's it. After the pregame. Thanks to Akeem Davis for joining us. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to meet him, Kelly, but he's a, he's not only a guy that looks like he could still play in the NFL, but he's just a really good man and spends a lot of his time trying to help kids that maybe don't have – those father figures in their life that, that, as you heard, he's such a big, strong advocate of. And it sounds like, you know, from his testimony that he's obviously a, a Christian. And, right. and uh, Jesus said he was here not to to be served, but to serve. So he's trying to well, emulate those words. He's a fine addition to the football staff. And he's the kind of guy I would think that you would want in the presence of these young men. Uh uh, and so we thank Akeem Davis for all this. You were does. talking about lack of a male role model, and I know we've right. got other stuff to talk about. But but some striking statistics I was reading over the weekend is, uh, and I could be off a percentage point here or there, but in the state of Mississippi, I want to say like seventy three percent of school teachers are female. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now I think in Mississippi they said fifty four percent maybe of of children male children are being raised by primarily the female, you know, by a mom. So the two the two biggest influences on a young male in Mississippi are the school teachers or their moms who are obviously female. And don't get me wrong, they obviously do great jobs, all right? But but women can't teach a boy how to be a man. Correct. Just like I had two daughters, you know, my wife passed away, I couldn't teach my daughters how to be women. You know, I had to right. kind of rely on, on other people. So... Um, and and he gets that. Akeem obviously gets that. So the more male, you know, good male role models we can put in front of all boys, then we as a society will benefit from later on. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. And, and he works every day to do that. So yeah, you really do appreciate a young man like Akeem. All right, Kelly. There's there's news circulating that indirectly could affect Southern Miss. UConn, which is of course a national basketball power, one of the charter members of the Big East left uh, the Big East a few years ago and joined the American Athletic Conference along with Tulane, East Carolina, Memphis, a lot of schools, but all the old rivals of Southern Miss. Houston, I believe, is in that conference, if I'm not mistaken. Well, now there is talk and some confirmation among sports reporters that UConn wants to go back to the Big East. Uh, They are in conversation now with uh, Big East officials. And it does appear, not official, but it does appear that UConn uh, may leave the American Athletic Conference and move back to the Big East. So anytime that happens, that, of course, stirs it up around these parts. Uh, Well, Southern Miss going to get in the AAC. Is Southern Miss going to get – because of Houston, Cincinnati, Memphis, all the old rivals, literally all the old rivals, with the exception, I guess, of Louisville, which is the ACC, are now in the American Athletic Conference. So – 
obviously nothing, nothing has been said. I have read nothing that says Southern Miss is in a conversation in that respect. But hypothetically, if you were in charge of the Southern Miss Athletic Department and you knew that UConn was about to create a vacancy in the AAC, what would you be doing? What can Southern Miss do, if anything, in your view, to uh, get their name in that conversation? Ask a lot of questions. The first question I would ask of the, the members of the AAC is, why didn't you take us along the first time? Because when you look at those schools, you mentioned East Carolina, Memphis, and all those schools, Tulane. They used to be in the same conference with Southern Miss. It would have been real easy for those schools to tell Southern Miss, hey, you guys come on too. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. All right. So what is it about Southern Miss that they didn't want Southern Miss necessarily included? All right. So that would be the first question. Why didn't you take us originally? All right. Second of all, what would we have to do to be appealing to you as a conference? But I wouldn't end the discussion with just the AAC. As we've talked about on this show before, I'd get on the phone with the Sun Belt. All right. But, but the thing you have to really be careful of here is you're still in Conference USA. And if the word gets out too publicly mm-hmm. that you're not happy with Conference USA, then what would stop Conference USA from saying, you know what, if you don't like it, mm-hmm. don't let the door hit you in the, in the tail on the way out. Mm-hmm. And then where would you be? So it's not, it's not as easy or as clear cut as anybody would want it to be. And Jeremy McLean would have to juggle a lot of, you know, a lot of things here in the air to be able for this to happen. But again, if you're really looking for a home outside of Conference USA. To me, just from, again, we've talked about this before, the geographic locations, the how much less expensive it would be to transport and house my athletes, my first conversation would be with the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. And we should emphasize that we don't know that Southern Miss is interested in doing any of this. Correct. This is just speculation. That's right. Part. It's always fun to, to talk about it. What would be the benefits of getting in the American Athletic Conference? Well, budgets of, of those schools would be, you know, revenue sharing um, with those schools. But again, you know, what do you bring into the table? Mm-hmm. Right, what are you going to sell the AAC on? It's, Hattiesburg is still difficult to get to, you know, compared to some of the other cities, who, those cities that have major airports. You know, you, can't, and you can fly into to Hattiesburg now, but... Um, generally, you know, they'll say it's, it's tough to get into, um, very small television market. Um, unfortunately not a a large base of, of season ticket holders that, you know, that are growing. Mm -hmm. Um, so it would, um, you can't keep selling tradition, right? Right. I mean, you gotta, you gotta have, you can't be a one trick pony. Right. Back in the day, probably Southern Miss's biggest rival outside of Memphis may have been, but was East Carolina. It was certainly a big football rivalry between Southern Miss and East Carolina. East Carolina and Southern Miss used to be compared a lot. I remember hearing that a lot, that they were so similar. They were both in a state that had two power five schools in the state, blah, blah, blah. What was it that got East Carolina in the American Athletic Conference at a time that they were rivals with Southern Miss? It's a fair question, and I don't know the answer to that. You know, I, I don't, I don't know the because when you look at East Carolina, nothing jumps out at you sports wise. Correct. It's not like Coastal Carolina, even Correct. who's won a national championship in college baseball. Um, so, and but when you look at the big 
East or the ACC mm-hmm. geographically. Mm-hmm. Th- that makes sense. You know, East so Carolina would it be some prudent for, for Southern Miss officials to be talking to officials at schools like East Carolina? How did you get in? What did you do? What was the difference in your programs and ours at the time you went into the AAC? Always. You always want to be able to have you know options. Uh, that always puts you in a position of, uh, but, but again, man, you got to be really careful because when, if, ever, if the word gets out, oh, we want out of Conference USA, and I don't know, maybe contractually Conference USA couldn't, couldn't just arbitrarily kick Southern Miss out, mm-hmm. but who wants to, you know, who wants you to be in a league where you don't want to be? Right. You know, there, there might be some schools who like being in Conference USA, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, and, and again, it's easy to say, I don't want to be here. All right, that's all well and good, but what are your options? If th- these are hypothetical questions, right. this is all a, a hypothetical conversation. If tomorrow the the Southern Miss Athletic Department had the option of going to the AAC and renewing all their old rivalries, or going to the Sun Belt, and they asked Kelly Sander to make the decision, he would say what and why. Based on that question, the way that you stated it, and I'll call, I'll revisit it in a minute. You put it in my court, I'll tell you where I'm going. The Sun Belt every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Just from an economic standpoint, it's easier for me to get my athletes to and from. It's easier to get my fan base to Mobile, to Troy, to Lafayette, to Monroe, among other places. All right, much easier there. But I would venture to say that if that was, if either conference was an option, you know, you'd have to look at television contracts. You'd have to look at revenue sharing. It's all, Bob, you know that college athletics, it's all about money, money <laughs> which is a big shocker, right? Uh, I mean, everybody's money, money, money. Yeah, driving off the highway. It always comes down to the bottom line. What might be best for my program might not be necessarily money, but that's what it's going to come down to almost every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sun Belt, and we've had this conversation a lot. You're right, uh, but but you're also right in the respect that geographically it would make so much more sense. And I don't just talk about football. I think it would enhance football attendance. I think therefore you wouldn't be depending on SWAC teams to sell football tickets for you. Uh, but as of right now, Southern Miss is in Conference USA, and that's where they're going to be, right? As Johnny Mathis used to sing, it's not for me to say, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Eagle Hour continues. We'll wrap things up right after this. Southern Miss to the top. 
Welcome back, everybody. Uh, the Eagle Hour on the road this Friday at Sully's down in Purvis. That's always a tough assignment. The last time the Esquire went down there, you were with us. Joy Lee had lunch with us. Esquire ate two meals while we worked. Anytime you go to Sully's here at Super Talk, you got to do kind of a little lottery system because everybody wants well, to go. So, you know, if your number doesn't you, get. What did you have there, Esquire? That there Was it two Philly cheesesteaks? It something? was one Philly cheesesteak. Thank you very much. It's good though. It was was a good. That's it was it was very good. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I said, me and my dad know the guy that owned Sully's and have for a long time, and I've never had anything in there I didn't like. It was always very good. Yeah, yeah. And my, my lunch that day was very good. And they got a pedal location now too. That's off the they Evelyn did. Gandy that Parkway. One's very nice too. Yeah. Yeah. Been out there they once. Did. So we're looking forward to that this Friday. This segment sponsored by Gulfport Home Center, and we're sure glad to have them on the Eagle Hour. They got a great selection of. Pre-manufactured housing right down the road from us here in Hattiesburg. They can cut you a great deal. You can go to their website at GulfportHomeCenter.com and check out their inventory. They have a home for whatever you're looking for, whether it be your first home, maybe your starter home, maybe you just want a bigger home, hunting camp, whatever you want. The Gulfport Home Center is who we recommend. And if you're getting to be our age, what about downsizing? That's exactly right. You know, no, that's one hundred percent right. Yeah, that's you exactly. Know, right. We were talking about the for the football season with Akeem Davis here a little bit earlier, and of course, everybody's starting to get football fever, and I and I totally get that. And we got the gold out game and the blackout game. Marketing ideas, Bob. Okay, I'm I'm going to throw this out there. I would love to see this happen, and you guys know I like to cut up and I like to have fun on this show, but I think this would be a smash. Is to have a John Cox sound alike contest. And you know what? The winner could get a life-size bobblehead. Not the little bobblehead, the life-size bobblehead. Or a trip for two to Houston. <laughs> for, for if they ever play the Houston Cougars. Uh, there you go. You know, there you go. For a whole, but don't you think, that, don't you think well, that'd be fun? it would be fun. fun. It would be fun, yeah. Yeah, and even get, maybe even get John to be one of the judges. I'm sure John would jump at being one of the judges, yeah. I just think, I it, would think be, it would be. I'm sure, and I'm sure John would be a great sport about that. Because who in town... That's worth their where their weight, right? In gold, hasn't listened to them all for years. And yeah. everybody does a John Cox. It would be kind of like if Mississippi State had had the Jack Crystal one. You know, I could see the imitations of Jack Crystal. It would uh, my funniest story, Jack Crystal story ever, Kelly. I owned the radio station up in the Delta, and we carried Ole Miss. I mean, we carried Mississippi State football, obviously, the right. ag country. They had played just dreadfully one afternoon in Oxford. I mean, Ole Miss had just skull drug them all afternoon. And only Jack Crystal could have gotten away with this. He uh, said, well, I'll tell you this. My sonic drive of the day will be my drive back to Tupelo after what I have just watched for the last three hours. <laughs> hey, it happens, buddy. You know? Only Jack Crystal. Only Jack. Oh yeah, Crystal and he had, he had that him. he had that distinct voice too. You know, the he Arkansas is. Razorbacks come out on a five-three defensive alignment. You know, he was just awesome. There's yeah. no question about that. So yeah, well, we'll we'll pass your idea along. Yeah, I mean, and I'm being I'm being serious. Everybody in town does a John Cox impression. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I I just think it'd be kind of another way to get, you know, people to the stadium and and kind of have some fun, inject some fun prior to the contests. And um, all right, let me switch gears real quick. Yeah. The finals of the World Series start tonight. You've got Vanderbilt. You've got you've got Michigan. First time since 1968 that a Big 12 team has made the finals. Big 10. Big Big 10 10 made the finals of the World Series. 
Michigan have any chance against this loaded Vanderbilt who, team? Who would have thought Michigan had a chance coming into the thing at all? Right. I think Michigan is a team of destiny. Right. For whatever reason. I think, I think it's the most exciting matchup we've seen in some time in the finals. I think it has a lot of interest, a lot of interesting angles to it. I, I, don't, I don't think you get as far as Michigan has gotten without going all the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big Michigan fan, but I'm just saying from a baseball standpoint, they have been the have-nots for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, good for them. Obviously, I'm cheering for Vanderbilt, but uh, I, th- I think Michigan's going to win it. I don't know if you're aware of this. Do you, you see the game Friday night? You hear about the controversy in the game Friday night? Right, right. Louisville uh, kids pitching. Pitching really well. Eighth inning, strikes out the last batter in the eighth inning. Coming off the field, throws some pretty explicit language. Let's just leave it at that. The blank bombs. Yes, at at the Vanderbilt team. Not once, but twice. Announcers are saying coach should have jerked him off the field. I talked to a coach you and I have great respect for. I ran into him Saturday, Coach Knight at William Carey. He said, yes, you you know, you can't have that. And he did make a good point. The coach probably didn't see it as it happened because you you know, you've changed over innings, the coach is distracted. The kid's facing the Vanderbilt bench, so his back is to his right. own bench. Uh, but anyway, Coach Knight said, you know, when, when you realize that's happened, it certainly has to be some discipline. What would you do if you were the coach? Let me say this about that, Bob. I totally get what Coach Knight's saying, and I understand the criticism that the young man has taken. But when you're in the field of battle like that, anybody that says to you they've never said or used language like that before is probably lying. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's part, it's part of it. I'm not condoning it, but I understand it. Right, right. It was quite interesting. It's something you'd rarely, rarely see. And as the announcer said and proved to be true, probably not a good idea to provoke Vanderbilt's batting lineup. Because Louisville has gone the way of the Buffalo. (laughs) Exactly. All right, that wraps it up today. I want to thank Akeem Davis, always a great guest and a really fine man. We appreciate him being on the show. Kelly and I back tomorrow at 1 o'clock along with Esquire. Until then, everybody, Southern Miss. To To the the top. Into the future I want to fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.